Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. The most up and down in your face, playing with your emotion, tugging at your heartstrings, getting you excited, bringing you back down, bringing you back up again, podcast in the history of podcasting. Speaking of which, I have someone that is always bringing you up with money-making advice to help you build your business and enjoy your life. It's my number one podcast co-host in the history of podcast co-hosting, Mr. Everett Farnell. Steve, I so much appreciate it, and I want to give a cheer for our listeners. So let's let's give a round of applause to our listeners. Way to go, listeners! You're and, awesome. And I also want to say something nice about AOC for her oh, Green New Deal awesome. because it's the, the the most wonderful New Deal. Oh, that, that Green New Deal, New Deal is the I would give that an A plus if that was a five year old essay on how the world <laughs> should be perfectly changed. Well, maybe a four-year-old, but it was fantastic. I mean, there should be no more airplanes, and man, we should rebuild every single building in the world, and the world's going to be a perfect place. It was just fantastic if you're a three-year-old. Why not? Why not? What the heck, right? So, (laughs) and talking about AOC, did you see how she scowled and how nasty she looked through the whole State of the Union address? By the way, just as a side note, I got to say I, I've not seen so many Democrats and whites since the founding of the, the Ku Klux Klan. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, um, that was that was uh, very brainless of them to, <laughs> you know, the party that is known to have a mob of people dressed in white robes that they had everything but the hat. Uh, but that said, did you see how she scowled the whole? Yeah, but she knew what she was doing. I mean, if this is the lessons learned from AOC podcast, she's a good student. She's a great student, probably the number one student in the world right now of Donald Trump. And she knows that she's there. The cameras are going to be on her, and she wants to get attention. So she has to purposely, no matter how hard it is to do, scowl and look miserable at every single thing that happens until Trump messed with her brain, which is the subject of this week's lesson learned from Donald Trump podcast, that he got the women in the KKK robes to all stand up and cheer and dance and high-five and clap for themselves brilliantly. I mean, he didn't even take a chance on just saying something they would like. He said something they would like about themselves, and they fell right. right into the trap and bit right on the bait and started dancing and hooping and hollering. And in the ver- before they could even sit down, Trump immediately transitioned to, and you guys also love infanticide. <laughs> and just took all the air horrible. out of their entire world. And that's the lesson to be learned from Donald Trump this week, is how to control 
other people's emotions and how powerful that can be. And I know Everett, as a world-class copywriter, meaning somebody who turns words into money and gets people to take action based on words, this is something you do whether you're in person, one-on-one in a sales call, whether you're speaking to your employees at your weekly employee meeting, whether you're doing a video, however you're communicating, this is a fantastically powerful strategy to use. Oh, absolutely. And what the trick is, what he did there, well, with them, what he did there is he almost gave them a little leash and then yanked it back real hard on them. But when you're using it to influence, the trick is to create certain levels of pain, certain levels of discomfort in your prospect only to then link yourself, bring them out of it and link yourself to them coming out of it. This is really advanced stuff, Steve, but that's what you do. You take the person who you're trying to influence on a ride where they experience some emotional pain. And that pain can be pain that they're experiencing or it can be pain from a touching story that somebody else experienced that you're able to convey in a way that really just lights up the empathy fires within that person. And then once you have them at a point where they really are feeling this, whatever that emotional pain is, then, like I said, you bring them out of that and as much as possible, bring them up to the height of emotional ecstasy, if you will, and link yourself to that rise from feeling pain to, to now feeling wonderfully and inspired and empowered. And, and when you can do that, then, you be, then it becomes much easier to influence people. And that's not exactly what Trump did, but under a big umbrella, it is what he did because what he did was he met with these people's emotions. Now, he did it to make a demonstration, right? So he did it to say, look, these people act like children when it comes to congratulating themselves. But when it comes to talking about a serious subject, their asses hit the seats faster than the fat kid on a seesaw. You know, I mean, well, was- and when, when you put it that way, I mean, I would much rather have a mob of Democrats dressed in white robes act like children than act <laughs> like they historically have and go burn crosses and terrorize people. Yes. So in that yes, way, exactly. it's probably exactly. the best way that Democrats dressed in white robes have ever acted. But I digress. So well, can you give our, our listeners, local business owners, say the, you know, the roofer, the contractor, the heating and air guy, a step-by-step kind of like, well, we have a limited amount of time, but can you give them an example of how to do this in a sales call? Well, basically what you want to do is you want to create some rapport. You know, everybody knows that. And one of the easiest ways to do this is with telling stories. Now, this is great because you bring, brought up heating and air conditioning people. So let's talk about working on somebody's home. One of the easiest things is to reframe. We've talked about this before. Reframe what you're doing from being a service. So instead of AC being a service that keeps you cool, AC now becomes a service that keeps the air inside of your house dry, which therefore keeps the bulb levels down and helps with your health. The roof is not just a thing that sits on top of your house. By keeping it airtight and dry, it keeps the moisture out of your house. There's all kinds of illnesses that are associated with moisture intrusion into your house. Right, So we could do the same thing with windows. So that's a nice, easy one. But whatever service you're providing, you reframe it as a health service. And then you find something that's associated with a story that you can go out and get and use as an example of how somebody got really sick. And I hate to sound like, I hate to sound very assassin here, but stories about children are great. So you go find a story of how a child got really sick and then you convey that story. Now, you're probably not going to have the people sitting at the kitchen table crying, but if you're good at storytelling, and we don't have enough time to really talk about how to tell a story 
and how to get people emotionally involved. It's just too much for the, the few minutes we have here every week. But you sharpen up those storytelling skills so that you tell the story in such a way as it really does get people emotionally involved. And then, of course, your service is what brings them out of that and brings them home to safety. It's your company, your service. That's what gets them to the place where they don't have to worry about it anymore, where they have a sense of peace and tranquility about knowing that their home, the air quality in their home is healthy. So for example, I used to tell a story when I was in the animal business, when I would go into a bat home, so a home that had bats in the attic, because there's, I mean, I'd have to look it up now, but there's actually a story out there of some kid who, you know, like a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, something like this, the parents heard screaming one night and they went up to open the, the door and, and they found a bat flipping around in the, you know, flying around in the room. So it was running into the walls and stuff. So they caught the bat and killed it and buried it outside. And they looked the kid over and the kid looked fine. No problem. Okay, good. All right. Bat's gone. Going back to sleep. And that was it. Until about two or three weeks later, the kid came down with a massive fever and they couldn't break the fever. They couldn't figure out what's going on. They took the kid to the hospital. The kid had rabies. And here's the problem. Once you show symptoms and rabies, you're dead. So they went and dug the bat up and sure enough, the bat had rabies. And the scary thing is, is that bat teeth are so fine that you often can't see the wound. So when you're sitting across the table from somebody and you tell that story to somebody who has children or to somebody who even has a dog or somebody who has whatever, you tell that story, you can see almost the blood drain out of their face when you say you'd never even know you got bit. You could literally get bit at night and you'd never even know you got bit if you're a deep sleeper. And then once you show symptoms, once you get a fever, you're dead. And they just... The blood just drains from their face. And As course, it should. Yeah. And then, of course, the answer is to let us get some bats out of your house and clean up and repair the house so they'll never come back. So there's an example. Sorry if I dragged on a little bit for you, dear listener, but there's a good, solid example of how you can use this idea of taking people and getting them emotional and feeling emotional pain and then getting them to a place of peace and tranquility by hiring you or buying your product. Well, and I just have to say that this is not for the faint of heart, and I... I'm going to allude to the late, great Zig Ziglar, who famously said, timid salespeople have skinny kids. So yeah, this is not an easy thing to do, to look across the table and tell this story and wrench people's guts out of them. But that's the lesson learned from Donald Trump this week, because you saw him exactly do that time and time again in a State of the Union speech, which if you didn't see or if you didn't catch that, go watch it again, and you'll watch him time after time play with people's emotions by riding a roller coaster, bringing them up and down. And Everett mentioned that in the time we have on our episode every week, we don't have time to get into all the advanced stuff, but that's why every week, dear listener, you can do what you're about to do, which is go to the website, lesson learn from donaldtrump.com and got our advanced tip of the week. This week we're going to talk about how to do this in print where not only you're doing it one-on-one but now you can do it and have a 24-7 salesperson for you by putting this in print in your brochure and your website in a letter that you mail out so that it is having maximum impact and bringing you maximum money. So run, don't walk to lessons learned from donaldtrump.com. Get the advanced tip and then of course make sure you're back here next week for another episode of the lessons learned from donald trump podcast you've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today if you want to be a winner like trump make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to lessons learned from donald trump.com and join us next time
Unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.